Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thank you, Doug. In checking elsewhere around North Dakota, track vehicles remain the ticket for getting around lakes across the state. Look for a strong perch bite in the eastern third of Devil's Lake, including East Bay. The western side also has success at times. Anglers with those tracked vehicles will be able to move around and locate fish better. There's fair to good walleye success with better activity in the morning and evening low light hours. Creel Bay has a nice trail system and there's plans to expand it, weather permitting. Anglers heading to Lake Irvin with track vehicles are also finding some nice walleye success. Jamestown Reservoir has a few trails for anglers to move around on, but again, unless using track vehicles, you'll need to stay on those trails. Look for a mix of species on area lakes scattered around Barnes and Stutzman counties for those venturing out. And finally, Lake Ashtabula is producing a mix of success. Moving further west, the Missouri River tail race is still quiet despite the warmer weather. Lake Audubon's spotty for walleye, but there's access off East Totten Boat Ramp. Heading on the lake itself, or moving on the lake itself, is difficult unless you're on a trail, especially along the south shore, without tracked vehicles. Try Centennial or Douglas Bays for walleye on the east end of Lake Sakakuya, but there again, moving around is difficult. Not much is going on in the Van Hook Arm of Sakakawea's midsection, but anglers are going out on the south point of Four Bears near Newtown, and they're fishing Sonish Bay for walleye in the midsection. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, we're excited to visit with our next guest here. Uh, he represents an event that um, if you are not living under a rock, you've likely heard of it um, because uh, this is is a long-standing well-run charitable event uh, that sort of sets the bars for every other ice event in the world. Uh, we want to welcome Tad Johnson from the Brainerd Ice Fishing Extravaganza. He is the chairman of the event for this year. Tad, welcome to Gone Outdoors. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. It's really great to be here. It's good having you, and it's good to be talking about the Brainerd Extravaganza once again. Um, your 34th year, Tad, that is absolutely amazing. Yeah, it is crazy to think about being around for that long. I mean, 
um, a group of guys 30 years ago sat around and on the back of a case of beer drew up an idea to bring people to the Brainerd area in the middle of winter. And they came up with this crazy idea to give away a pickup truck at an ice fishing contest. And that set the stage for where we are now. Yeah. And right now, which is the world's largest charitable ice fishing contest. That's not Minnesota's largest or or North America's largest. It's in the world, which is super, super cool. What you guys have done 34 years. But what I think is really, really cool is the fact that all the money from this, because this is all volunteer run, all the money goes to local charities. And you guys have raised millions of dollars. Yeah, that's right. That was part of the concept was to raise a bunch of money and then just give it all away to really good causes. So last year we passed a huge milestone and gave away our $4 million of donations to charity. So that's huge. And 3 million of that has gone to confidence learning center, which is this region wide outdoor facility for disabled adults so that they can experience fishing and hunting and climbing and hiking with accessible devices that brings the outdoors to everyone, regardless of their disability status. So it's a huge to be a partner with Confidence Learning Center. Wow. And you think about, you know, most of the time, Scott and I talk about ice fishing. We talk about uh, enjoying it ourselves and enjoying it with our family or friends and creating memories. This is an event where you can do that. But truly, the bigger picture is you're helping people you may never know or never meet or never see, but you're going to have an immense impact on their lives. That's that's absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's just it. It's 50 bucks for a ticket. And if the worst thing that happens is you had fun with a couple of buddies and donated 50 bucks to charity, that's not a waste of a Saturday in January. Not. Not at all. Um, Chad, let's let's get the information out there. I think it's always important to make sure that our listeners know the, the where, the what, the, you know, when and, and how for all of these things, because uh, we see quite a few folks here from, from our local communities headed that direction for this weekend. What's the date? Uh, where do they get tickets? And, and just give us some of the, the logistics that you know are important to folks who are listening. Yeah, so the tournament is Saturday, January 28th this year on Gull Lake in Brainerd, Minnesota. It goes from noon to 3 is the actual fishing tournament. But we open the tournament site at 8 o'clock in the morning. So at 8 o'clock, people line up at the checkpoints around. Because keep in mind, there's like 10,000 people fishing on the tournament site. So at 8 o'clock in the morning, everybody lines up around the checkpoints. And then the cannon goes off and everyone goes in and grabs their hole and hangs out and visits our vendors and has fun until noon when the tournament starts. And then you got noon to three to catch and it's a live release. You, you grab a bag, we provide the bags, put your fish in a bag after you catch it, take it to the center ice weigh in tent and then wait to see your name up on the jumbotron. Uh, getting here is really easy. We've really honed the logistics part of this in. You come to Brainerd and you park at the local racetrack, Brainerd International Raceway. And then we bus you right to the contest site. So you bring your, basically you just need to bring your fishing rod, some bait, and maybe some snacks because we got everything else for you. So you get to the parking lot, you hop on the bus, drop you off of the contest site, you walk to center ice and pick your hole and then enjoy the, enjoy the atmosphere. A lot of people say it's kind of like the state fair on ice. There's just a bunch of crazy 
teams that different groups that have been coming for years put together, some of our vendors put together. But yeah, the logistics part of it is the compliments we've had and why a lot of groups and families come back year after year is because how easy it is to get onto the ice, to fish the tournament, and to get back home. It's really a slick setup with the buses. Well, and Ted, both Scott and I can attest to that. Uh, Over the years, we've had numerous opportunities to fish and participate in this event. And you're spot on. Getting to the ice, getting back off and and back to your hotel or your your vehicle, um, it's very easy. Uh, You would think with 10,000 people, it would be a cluster. And it's not. It flows very well, very easy. And I, I want to just emphasize that time from uh, when you open until the event starts. You you talked a little bit about that time to to go check out vendors. You've got some warming tents. You've got some mm-hmm. some concessions and things like that. That is really a great social time to kind of just see the crowd and and take in that state fair on ice atmosphere. I think that's a great analogy. Yeah, it's part of the draw. I mean, Roundhouse, the local brewery, they're going to have a trailer out with axe throwing, so you can throw axes with your buddies while you're out there. We're putting together with our on ice beer company, uh, minnow shots. So <laughs> for 25 bucks, <laughs> you put a minnow in a schnapps, a little minnow in schnapps, and you drink the shot, and then you get a t shirt that says, I shot the minnow at the Brainerd GC's ice fishing extravaganza. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All yeah. sorts of fun. Now, Tad, I got to ask this question, and I'm sure you've been asked it a million times over the last couple of weeks here, but how are ice conditions on Gull Lake shaping out here as we look at things, you know, approximately a month out from the event? Uh, Actually, really good. Thankfully, before we got like a foot of snow last week, we had about eight solid, perfectly clear inches of ice out there. So we've had guys out just today, one of the committee members on the lake checking it, and it looks like it's not going to be a problem. This We're having warmer weather in Brainerd right now, about 32 degrees today. And it's really condensing the snowpack down so that over the next few weeks, it's going to form just beautiful. It's going to be some of the best ice conditions we've had, I think. Hey, Tad, none of this can happen without some amazing sponsors and amazing volunteers. You know, the JCs do a pile of work to make this happen, but you guys also do a lot of work to get really good sponsors. Who are some of the top sponsors that you really want to call out uh, for yeah. making this event happen? You got that right. It's not just the JCs. We're the committee that kind of coordinates it, but it's without these partners that we couldn't pull this off at all. I mean, uh, the big ones will be Fleet Farm, who puts our tickets in every single Fleet Farm store in the Midwest. So if there's a Fleet Farm by you, you can buy extravaganza tickets there. Strike Master Ice Augers has been with us since the beginning, and they're awesome. They give us, uh, you can look at our prize board at icefishing.org, and there's a bunch of Strike Master Augers. Ice Castle Fish Houses gives us some really nice units on the ice. Uh, you can win those on the prize board. Grandview Lodge is a huge sponsor. They have a, their own party warming tent at Center Ice. They give out free drinks and really roll out the red carpet for all their guests to be partake in the ice fishing extravaganza so those are the you know we're just we could not do this without the generous support of those sponsors in particular hey tad before we get going anymore you had mentioned tickets and i want to throw this out there to our listeners we have a bunch of tickets we're going to be giving away on our facebook page sometime here over the next week or two i'm not going to tell you exactly when or how (laughs) but 
If you want to win tickets, you need to do one of two things. Go to the Brainerd Extravaganza Facebook page, and you also need to go and like Brewery Grew Outdoors Facebook page um, because that's where you're going to see it at. But sometime over the next two weeks, we're going to be giving out some tickets for people that want to go to this amazing event. And thank you very much, Tad, for donating those tickets so that our listeners can go. Yeah, you bet. And it's fun when people, we give away tickets at the Fargo Ice Show and the people that never had this on the radar, they're coming up and they're bringing four of their friends to come with them too. So just, you know, win a ticket, bring a friend, everybody wins that way. Hey, Ted, we're at the end of our time slot here, but uh, I know there's just a ton of great, great prizes. Where can folks go to find information? I know you have a website. Yeah, icefishing.org. It's got everything from our prize list to the logistics to the booklet of how to get here and any questions you could have. There's spots to contact us on there if you have any questions after you've browsed. It's chock full of all the information you need to enjoy the extravaganza. Excellent. Tad Johnson, Brainerd Ice Fishing Extravaganza Chairman. Uh, Folks, you're going to want to check it out. You're going to want to put that date on your calendar. Tad, thanks for spending some time with us this morning. Sounds good. We'll see you guys on January 28th. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.